Hey guys, welcome to the journey together with Anna and Joshua Gresham. I said me first. I love it. That's fine. I, okay. Hey. Uh, if you do not know us, uh, hello. I'm glad you're here. Hey. Right, make sure you go to thejourneytogether.com. Yeah. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, how do you do? Hey, hey, you see us in person here. So yeah, if you're only listening, make sure you check us out on YouTube. You can see our faces, some of our facial expressions. We have some good ones. We are, Anna and I are known for being very um, expression driven. We both minister. We're uh, very animated. Josh is the pastor. I co-pastor alongside you pastor him. right beside me. Thank you. At Trailhead Church. And the majority of the photos that they take of me while I'm ministering, I have the craziest faces. And uh, I just, I'm just i over it now. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Okay? Because... We love expressions. I am expressionist. <clears throat> yes, great. And I'm happy about it. So let me ask you a question for everyone to get to know Anna a little bit better. The, so what is your favorite food? Potato chips. No, no. Does that count? No, that was not I what love, I thought you were going to say. Oh, well, I know I what it is. Well, I love potato chips. No. Okay, I do like crunchy foods. No, it's... Uh, that's a terrible food to choose, No, I'm going to tell you what your favorite food what? is. What? How you like that? Popcorn. Chips and salsa. Oh, yeah. Chips and salsa. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I eat... Okay. Chips and salsa is mood food. It's actually mood one of my love languages. Food. I get in trouble from Joshua. Not like real trouble. Uh, <laughs> but I... And a bit of a salsa connoisseur, so I will have seven to ten jars of salsa in our refrigerator. So this is why I asked this question because today's podcast is making is about making decisions, how to make a good decision, knowing God's voice. So when you open up that refrigerator and you see the seven jars of salsa, how do you pick? It's just what's in my heart for that day. <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah. I'm like, so you, know what? you know what? I feel a little extra spicy. Yeah, today. I need that smoky jalapeno salsa right there. Uh, that's a good decision. Salsa is always a good decision. There, finalized. Wow. Done. Done. Podcast done. Just to solve all problems, if you're dealing with making a decision, go to your local grocery store and pick out your favorite salsa. It solves it. Done. Joshua, what is your favorite food? Oh man, you know, I, you know, I heard I heard someone say this a long time ago, and it really sticks with me because it's true. I think it, it, the minute I heard it, because if you were to ask me this years ago, I would have been like pizza, you know, whatever. But then I heard someone say this, and I thought that that's it. That's for me. That's good. It's it's good food. Good food. That's your answer. Yes, like a because I love food. So it'd be like good food, not just any food, not just pizza. Good pizza? Oh, yeah. A good steak? Oh, yeah. Like, when it's good, you're like, man, that was great. I mean, we went to a restaurant downtown um, Raleigh a few days ago, and, uh, you know, it's total American because you feel like I got, I, I, I ordered it, I, it was put on a tray in front of me, and I thought, this is, this, the portion was so small. And I started getting disappointed. But then I took a bite, and I thought, that's the difference. It was quality over quantity. Because a lot of times you can get this quantity of something and it's not great. It was still a good portion. It was a good portion, it was, but it wasn't. I mean, it was it was pretty it was small in the bowl. Anyway, it was a Nashville chicken. Oh, it, it over top the chicken was over top of this 
mac and cheese. It was unbelievable. Some of you are like, where is this at in Raleigh? It was at a food, what was the place called? I, I don't a remember. A food court in Raleigh. I can't remember the name either. Yeah, I can't remember either. But, but it was man, nice. it was so great. Yeah, yeah, so good food. Good food. Good food. That's how I make good decisions by knowing quality quality that's, over that's quantity. Good. I like that. Right. All right, let's talk about decision-making because this is a part of our everyday lives. Uh, you might have a huge decision in front of your yeah. face right now. Yeah, let's define this real quick because we're not talking about food decisions. We're no. being lighthearted, yeah. obviously. We're not talking about the decisions of where, where you're going to go tomorrow or what are you going to do. No, we're talking about the, the decisions that keep you up at night. So, funny story, we, you all have to make, you, you've made some big decisions, where you're going to live, homes, houses, buying, purchasing a home, it's such a huge decision. I have never purchased a home, because my wife has done it for me. <laughs> okay, let me clarify. This was not easy. Have you ever been placed in a predicament where you have to make the decision and it's it's all on you and uh, there's no getting out of it? You know, this is my decision. Our first home, uh, we were we found a great house uh, before we got married. We're looking for a home. We wanted to get established and we needed to put an offer on this house we were not living in this house together before we got married. I don't know if I need to clarify that. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, we needed to put an offer on this house. So I'm with the realtor. She goes, hey, there's a competitive offer coming in. Like, you're going to have to put an offer on this home. I could not get a hold of Joshua to save my life. What I didn't know that he was doing was he was practicing a wedding song that he wrote for me with uh, his bandmates. But I had to make that decision to purchase this home and put in an offer. And no one was answering their phones. None of our parents. No one that had any weight in our life that could help me. I was 22. And I looked at her and I said, okay, full asking price. We're going to get this house. <laughs> and then I just submitted the offer. Uh, had a moment where I thought, I'm going to faint. I just did this. Without Joshua's consent, I'm going to pass out. Uh, I regrouped, and then I got a hold of him, and I, I told you, we got the house. Uh, but it was what overwhelming. A, what a wild phone call. Uh, Josh, I just bought a house for us. <laughs> what? It was, yeah. And then our second home that we're living in now, mm -hmm. uh, you had a lot going on at the church. We really needed a house. We were believing God. We financially did not have the money to get the home we wanted. I got on a foreclosure app. I knew I needed four bedrooms. We were having our third child. We have four kids now. And I found this foreclosure uh, in the neighborhood. I had made a list, a part of the deciding factor with that second home, I had made a list of things that I was really believing God for and took to Him in prayer, knowing that it had to be God for it to happen. And I uh, found this house on, on a foreclosure app, went in. I don't know why you weren't able to go with me to the loan officer. I don't um, remember any of anyway, it, honestly. I went yeah, in. You did it. Somehow God approved for this loan. No way. Which Still to this say, day, was, we don't God. know. it. Yeah, it was totally the Lord. And I put an offer on that. You looked at the home. I did get to go look at the home. Yes. I looked at the first home. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So you but liked it. somehow them. in the second step of being 
a part of the decision, I was completely left out. <laughs> you know, and you didn't really want to do it. Let's be honest. Because even now when we talked nervous, about, yeah. yeah, even now when we talked about looking for a new house, I went before the Lord and I thought, this might be on me again. And I had a moment where I didn't want to make the decision again. And then I remember just the Holy Spirit giving me a piece of, hey, what if this is your strength in your marriage and you need to be okay with it? <laughs> <laughs> this is the strength, the buying of the house strength. I love it. <laughs> but we have moments in our life of making decisions that it is put on you. And you're thinking, God, am I missing it? Is this your best? You can get totally overwhelmed <laughs> with what's before you, um, whether it be a new job, if you're going back to school, and you know whatever it is you're facing right now. And we want to encourage you, you're not alone in this, but also that God has a plan, and there are strategic steps the Holy Spirit wants to give you. One thing that has always ministered to me, and I've written it down in my notes so many times, it's actually the end of our mission statement, it's saying, Lord, you lead and I'll follow. Jesus said, come follow me. You know, if you are listening to the Spirit of God, and if you are going to the Lord in prayer, then uh, God's not hiding his plan from your life, right? Right. He's, he's going to help you. So my first question is, are you trying to get ahead of God and do it on your own? Or have you put God first by praying first? Because that's how you find your plan of action. Yeah. In these, in these situations with this house, we had already prayed yeah, and we believed were, God. Yeah, we were knowing that we put that before God. Yes. So, so I, I wasn't had, concerned. You were not. No. No. And we had a piece about it, even though it was hard to take that step of faith. Yeah. I had a piece of like, okay, God, you're going to bless this, and uh, and He did. Um, and that you know that takes the pressure off of us when you ask the Lord and take it to Him and ask for His help and ask for His wisdom. God said He gives us liberal amounts of wisdom every day. I ask for His wisdom. It takes the pressure off of me and it places God in control. Yeah. You got to pray. You have to start with prayer. Everything you do starts with prayer because it it God will shake out those those um you know, I would say worthless desires, you know, or whatever, the the flesh side of it. God shakes those things out. And the insecurities. Oh yeah. Yeah, he'll he take gives away you those... that supernatural strength. Yeah, and that He peace. gives you that ability to go, "Okay, I can make a sound decision." Cuz they always say, I mean, even the military, they'll tell you like you you can't live in nervousness because you can't live in a, in a state of of shaky, of like, I don't know what to do or whatever, because nine times out of 10, you're going to make a bad decision. You're going to you're going to have that, uh, you know, I, I can't do this. You, you get nervous and then you can't think straight. You have to be able to think straight. Well, and the, I've always said this, the Holy Spirit is smarter than me. OK, when I get him involved and, and heed his voice yep. and God brings a peace. Even when you step out in faith, uh, I love when it talks about Abraham, that he was fully persuaded that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. That when you begin to believe God, there will be a fully persuaded in your heart. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus is our prime example. So Jesus saying, I'll follow you, you know, it begins with him because he was obedient to the will of God. Are you obedient to the will of God? You need to ask yourself that. Yeah, it's getting your heart right. Yeah, are you making wrong or bad decisions, maybe in relationships, possibly with your finances, because you are not obedient to God's will? When we follow the example of Jesus, he always went to the Father first, and he was always led by the Spirit of God. 
And when we're led by the Spirit of God and we utilize God's word in everything that we do, okay, then his word will be a lamp to your feet. This is how Jesus operated in his decision making. And it's not going to look like what the world looks like. No. You're going to look different than the world. So Jesus, you lead and I'll follow. Making these decisions begins with obedience to the will of God. Yeah, and that obedience it begins with spending time in God's Word, being in a, in a constant—that's why Paul says, pray without ceasing—in a constant state of praying. Like, um, I'm in that, that, because then you won't fall victim to trying to see signs and feelings and bend them towards your, your will, because God's correcting that. Because a lot of times you're like, oh, wow, this is a sign from God. You're because you're not if you're not in God's word and you're not praying, and anything and everything could be a sign. You know, it's like that feeling and emotion. This feels right. This good. You know, no, no, no. When you're in God's perfect will, you're in, in His word. You are praying, man. You are seeking godly counsel, and 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 th- then it's like, oh, okay, I know the path. It's right there before me. I love John 8, 12. It says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Mm. Uh, Jesus is the great shepherd, the good shepherd that's leading you and guiding you. And uh, he will help you. We had a decision a couple of years ago. We were invited to go on a missions trip to Brazil with uh, a couple that we did not know. And for us as pastors and making that decision, often when you go on missions trips, it's with people that you know, you feel safe, it's familiar. And uh, this missionary was in North Carolina over the summer. Uh, He and his wife, his wife and their kids, his wife had came to our our women's conference, lovely couple. And he had invited Joshua to minister at a conference in Rio de Janeiro. And uh, we, we did not know them at all. Uh, so I remember having that discussion with Joshua of like, oh, what if we don't know what this looks like? Um, you know, you take these things very seriously because it involves your life. It involves what God's called you to do. You know, these are, these, it was a big decision for us. And we prayed about it, took it to the Lord. We got to know them, found out the vision, what this looked like. What was so cool about this decision is and we had a just a supernatural piece about it from God. When we got over there, uh, this missionary, the evangelist, he was so he was so well known and traveled interdenominational. Like God did something far greater than we could ever hoped or imagined with the churches we got to go in and minister. We were ministered to far above and beyond even what God used us in. Yeah. And uh, in the natural. And if I would have just went by me, I would have probably been like, ah, I don't know if we should do this because we don't know them very well. But when we went to God and talked to him about it, and we came together, we had such a peace yeah. and uh, it was far greater than we could have imagined. Right. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, knowing God's will is so important. So know this about God's will. God will never ask you to make a decision that goes against his word that goes against his word. That's really important. Romans 12, 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but but transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. 
It's going to his word and it's saying, all right, God, where does this align with you? How does this work? God's going to just, I mean, God's going to put you right in that perfect path. Yeah, if it goes against his word, it's not his will and it's not the decision you make. Right. Okay, Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Uh, You have got to get into the word of God as you pray and begin to seek his face. You know, something else about Jesus I love is that he was full of the Holy Spirit and he was led by the Spirit of God. Romans 8, 14 says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And I... The Holy Spirit, John 16, 13, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Yeah. Whenever you get the Holy Spirit involved, and you begin to pray in the Spirit, and you seek after his voice, and you're listening, he will tell you things to come. He will reveal to you your next step, things that you you didn't even know. By the Spirit of God... Uh, when we were in prayer for church planning, the Holy Spirit put in Joshua's heart that we were going to move to an area that had warehouses, that was up and coming, and was uh, surrounded by colleges. But God had put in your heart that we were going to have a warehouse as a church facility one day. Yeah, wild. And how many years did it take to reach that? What was it, 12? Um, well, 10, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. 10 years that we, in our 10th year anniversary, is when we toured and that warehouse. The Holy Spirit knew of things to come yeah. and gave you a prayer direction. So when it came to make that decision, you had a supernatural peace because you were led by the Spirit of God. Yeah. This is what it looks like to live a Spirit-filled life, is the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you every step of the way. And, uh, and He wants, He is our helper. He is our standby. He is our advocate. He is right there helping you, and he wants to, mm-hmm. for you to make great decisions in your life, godly decisions. Yeah. Yeah, so you may think, okay, I've got to have, I'm, I'm trying to find out if there's a new job. You're telling me to use the scriptures and God's word to align that together of, I'm, I'm, I need a new job. Where does that in the scriptures? It's not that that verbiage is going to be in there, that you're gonna see some verbiage that says, Joe, get a new job and move cities. You're not gonna see a scripture like that. But what you are gonna see is scriptures that say that God wants to see you blessed, God wants to see you um, in a land that's prosperous. As you begin to read that scripture, God will then begin to reveal to you the natural of what's about to take place. And you're going to be able to test that and see and be like, all right, you know, you're going to be able to see things that's about to take place, things that are going to happen. You'll say, this is the result of this. This could be this. And God's going to start revealing that to you. And man, it's, you know, and as you begin to step out in that decision, don't just think that it's going to be the yellow brick road of like, oh, it's just beautiful. No, there's all kinds of things that are going to take place where you go, okay, all right, the enemy's going to fight you. You're going to see moments where it's going to be discouragement. But if you hold on to the promise that God's given you, that promise that God told you, and that time of prayer, you hold on to that promise, and you're going to know that you're, you you made the right decision. Yeah, Satan is constantly trying to steer us off of our God-given course, okay? Constantly. And you got to know his schemes and call them out for what they are. Distractions, frustrations, disappointments, fears, wandering thoughts and wandering words— feeling lost, confusion, okay? 
He wants you to feel lost and without hope. Uh, I mean, he wants you to quit and go back to who you once were. That's that's what he does. So this is where you wake up to these schemes. You get into the word of God. You take authority over it in the name of Jesus. You never quit speaking the name of Jesus. In making the decision for us to uh, church plant, do you know how many challenges we faced? Uh, you don't. Well, you don't. But we faced a lot of challenges in church planning that naturally, looking at it, you're thinking, there's no way you should have made it. Uh, we needed to shut the doors. I remember one Christmas we thought, we do not have enough money to pay the mortgage on the facility that we were in, and we were going to have to shut the doors without divine intervention. But God had told us that we were in the right place. I had to stop. Joshua never had this issue, but I had to stop questioning God and saying, what if we missed it? Maybe you've made a decision, but it's been more challenging than you thought. And you've been in that what if. It's time to get out of the what ifs and know God is, that God is faithful, that yeah. God is for you, that God is your provider, that, uh, that God has gone before you and he's making a way. This is where I had to flip that switch and really begin to believe God, knowing that he called us to do what he had called us to do. And God brought in the provision during that time. Uh, you know, and that's where whenever you stay on your trail, let's get a little hikey right now. Ooh, okay. You like this? I love hiking. The purpose of staying on your trail <laughs> is to reach your destination. Yeah. So a hindrance to hearing is whenever you got off trail. When you get off trail... Yeah. Uh, you, then you're going to find yourself in a place that you don't need to be in. And even on your trail, it still has mountains, valleys, desert places, sometimes bad weather, unforeseen circumstances, wild animals. Yep. Just a few months ago, we were hiking in California, and we had three different bear encounters on, on the trail. We did. And uh, we had to make some decisions in the moment to not freak out. No, no, no. To we, I don't think there was ever a moment of we... But oh, you're talking about go me? Go ahead. Yes, go oh, ahead. Oh, jeez. I will throw you underneath the bus. Go ahead. To use wisdom. Uh, but we couldn't get off trail. That was our trail. Right. We had to wait till the bear passed. Correct. There was the correct steps <laughs> right. to take, right? So Jesus didn't say that we would be without trouble, but he did say that he overcame those troubles for us. Yeah. He did tell us to speak to the mountain and command it to be cast into the sea. He did tell us to take authority over the scorpion, over the ser serpent in his name, and that nothing would harm us. So these hindrances that come up from the enemy, you have to rise up in the authority of Christ Jesus and recognize it for what it is. And this, when you know the word of God, you know that God provides what you need and that those hindrances are not from God. Uh, I think another scheme of the enemy, another hindrance is he tries to make you feel all alone in making these decisions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Isolation is key. I mean, that's the, it's one of the big biggest... Uh, tools the enemy uses, isolation, all uh, alone, and yeah. you're not. No, you are not alone. No. Uh, we're never alone. And the, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit as our comforter uh, to live on the inside of us. Yeah. And that's our choice. It is your choice to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to receive the Holy Spirit. Um, and Jesus said he would never leave you or forsake you. Right. You're not alone in making these decisions today. And even if you have to make a tough decision, maybe you're in a, uh, you know, you're dating someone that that after listening to this, you're even like, oh, I've had some warning signs, but I don't want to be alone. You are not alone. No. When you make that decision to do what's healthy and right.
Yeah, and the ultimate knowing of not being alone is that you have prayed. I mean, let's go through those steps again. You've prayed. You have spent time in God's Word. You've allowed Him to course correct any type of fleshly desires to His will and His perfect plan. Then it's knowing, okay, ask yourself this question of, am I getting the glory or is He going to get the glory? Because then you can pray Proverbs 16, verse 3, where it says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. You've got to make your plans His plans, that you've dedicated, all right, this is you, God, and then you're going to see God's going to come in and just take care of it. Man, time and time again, when you have those moments of trouble, tribulation, when you have those moments of hardship, if you need anything, James chapter 1, oh, you get to seek His face, His wisdom, his, his purpose, I mean, it's just beautiful. God's going to give me, he's going to supernaturally give you the strength you need, all of that. And you're not alone. A part of making these decisions is you got to go at your own pace. Something with hiking. You have to hike. When we hike, we hike our own pace. Right. It's challenging to hike too slow. It's challenging to hike too fast. And it, your pace is beautiful. You don't want to miss the epic view that God has given you on this journey because you're trying to rush through in your decisions in life. Sometimes we feel like we've got to rush to get ahead or we start making decisions because we feel like we're falling behind. Enjoy the pace that God has given you. Yeah. Don't base a decision um, upon comparison. Man, that's a joy killer. Oh, yeah. It kills what what you're doing. And then or you get you're too extended, you make a decision based upon comparison and it's something you truly couldn't afford. And now you're stressed out because of it. Um, also, don't be afraid to allow God to lead. Pride comes before a fall. This is continually humbling yourself before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I truly believe that you lead and I follow is a statement of faith in God, of trusting in God. And many people don't trust in God because they don't know Him. They don't know how much He loves them no. and that He wants to help. They, you know, and this is this is what we're talking about today of receiving, of knowing His Word, receiving the Holy Spirit. Um, making Jesus Lord over your life. And uh, whenever we do that, we'll see that as we make... I think of Mary, Jesus's mom. She had to make a decision. It was a tough decision when the angel of the Lord came to her uh, uh, of having that calling, of being the mother of Jesus. But we see motherhood in its most sacrificial form, that in every season of her life, she chose to stay the course of what God had called her to do. Yeah. And God gave her a, a rhema word, a spoken word that she clung to in those moments. Um, and it wasn't an easy journey. Mm-mm. So even in making that decision of, yes, God, I'm going to answer this call, or yes, God, I'm going to do this, You've got to hold on to that spoken word and hold on knowing that you're not alone and God's going to see you through. And a cool thing about Mary in these decisions is she was in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. Like you see God's fulfillment in her life. Beautiful. God wants to fulfill his purpose in your life as you're making these decisions. That's, that is him getting glory along right. the way. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, it's all about your relationship with him. Asking yourself, where's it at? And it's never him, it's always us. What have we allowed the world to speak into our lives? What's keeping the blockades up? Are we holding on to unforgiveness? What are these hindrances? 
You know, what am I? It's and and, and it's, again, it seems as if we say this this idea that we're the we're the result of keeping ourselves from from making a good decision. Um, but it's 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 that's really what it is. I mean, we're the ones blocking it. We're the ones saying, you know, we're not speaking life, we're speaking death, we're speaking doubt, we're speaking unbelief. We're, those are the hindrances that are keeping us from hearing God's yeah. word. Are you believing God big enough right now? Yeah. That's I mean, a great question to ask with your decisions. Yeah. Do, we, do you believe that he's making a new thing? When you read Isaiah 43, 19, do you believe the impossible, that God can do it? Because how... Are, how many times we sit here and we're like, we're trying to make a good decision. You're sitting here on the couch and then you would say the words. You're in one mouth, you're saying, God, I believe in you. And the next you're going, I don't know how it could be possible. Like, what in the world? You're speaking so much doubt and you're believing the doubt. It's faith, man. It's stepping out in faith and knowing God can do this. You know, something that helps me when I am making decisions and going before the Lord, I don't know your process, but I am visual. I like to write things down. So I'll write out what I'm believing God for, or I'll write out what I'm needing or the decision I need to make and get real specific before God. Uh, and then the Word of God tells us to count the costs. Of course, we've talked about seeking godly wisdom and godly counsel. Write down, count the costs as you go before God. Uh, really look at your life and evaluate and say, okay, God, is, is this your best for me? You know, this is where you get real honest in your communication with the Lord and your communication if you're making a decision with your spouse, yeah. uh, with maybe uh, if you've got a pastor involved or you've got someone that's helping you along the way. And as you do that, there's going to be a clarity in your heart, clarity in your mind uh, of just a knowing of like, all right, this is my next best step. Uh, we just had to make a decision for some schooling with our kids. And I went before the Lord and this was my exact prayer. I said, God, I need a knowing. And then I prayed and I said, and I need Joshua to have a knowing as well. Uh, we walked in and we both had a knowing that we, and, and even with some obstacles in the way, we had a knowing. And that was my exact prayer. I remember being so thankful that God, I was like, Lord, thank you for answering that prayer and just giving me that knowing and giving Joshua that knowing, knowing I was just so thankful. Uh, and I'm just reminded that God's cheering us on and that he's helping me every step of the way with the decisions we're having to make. Yeah, and you know, with that decision, in the natural, we see some things that we'd say, I, you know, I'm still, I don't know how it's possible, but we know that God's going to provide. So financially, there's a financial burden to this decision. And that burden is we cast it on him. And we say, God, we know we're supposed to do this. And in the natural, we don't know how it's going to be possible, but Lord, we know we're supposed to take this step of faith and we're going to place it before you. And that's what's going to happen. We're just, we know God's going to take that to the next level. And so we're excited to see God because he's going to get the glory for it, for sure. That's right. Yeah. So real quick, just to wrap this up, I want to make sure, though, that if you're listening to this, you were saying... I've made a bad decision now. How do I get out of it? Because you'll say, I've made a bad decision. Listen, this is what is so beautiful about the message of Jesus Christ is now God can redeem things. God can take this and say, all right, let me fix this. Let me, let me work through it. So it's acknowledging I made a bad decision. It's repenting. 
And so Proverbs 28, 13, it, there's, there's some, so many good things about this. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So in this moment, you, you went outside of the purpose of God. You made a decision, and you recognized this is not what I was supposed to do. Then it's repenting. You're saying, God, forgive me. All right, God, put me back in that, that pocket of, I'm in, I'm in your will, your purpose, your mercy, your grace. God, I'm sorry. And it's asking for forgiveness and saying, all right, show me what I need to do. What's my next best step to take? And so that's where God just begins to do such a wonderful work. So Philippians 3.13 tells us, brothers and sisters, do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straying toward what is ahead. So just know tomorrow is a new day, knowing that God is going to refresh you, restore you, and create a new thing in you. So that's where that's that's how it all begins. It's wonderful. I love that yeah. you said that. God's mercies are new every day. Yep. I love you know the woman who committed adultery that Jesus ministered to, and um, and he said uh, first he showed mercy, and then he extended grace. Yeah. And he told her now go your way and sin no more. He gave her an action plan. Uh, first he received her right where she was at. Whenever everyone else wanted to throw stones and and condemn her, and this is where God extends his mercy in those moments and and he loves you and he does redeem us yeah uh, and he's the master restorer but then he gives us an action plan yeah from that don't place of repentance yeah now don't go back yeah move forward yeah and i want to help you every step of the way uh, i love that the lord loves us so much that he receives us and then he sends us back out transformed but in his power and his might and his strength and, uh, and helps us to make better decisions, godly decisions for our life. Yeah, the best. Hey, you know, I want to wrap this up with prayer because I love making good decisions, and I know how important it is. And so I'd like to pray with you guys. You know, you are watching, you're listening. Maybe you're riding in your car right now. Maybe you're home, and you're thinking, how do I pray? Well, you know what? Let me, let's pray because these are things that we've done, what we've done ourselves, and we encourage you to do so. Let's wrap this up with some prayer. So Lord, we thank you right now, God, for all of us that are listening and participating. God, that we know we're laying this before you. Lord, your plans. God, not our plans, your plans. And so Lord, we wanna be connected to that. Lord, you tell us that when we need wisdom, Lord, you will give us liberal amounts of wisdom. So Lord, we thank you right now, God, that we can ask for that. God, and what is the next best step to take? God, we repent in any action that's taken outside of your will. God, we repent of those things and we ask for forgiveness. God, we want your heart in this matter. God, we just thank you right now, Lord. You are opening up that door that needs to be opened and closing the door that needs to be closed. God, we thank you right now, Lord, that you're going to be, Lord, at the forefront of everything that we do. God, deliver us. Take us to your word. Lord, show us the answer in your word. God, we thank you, Lord, that you're going to, to reveal that word in such a way, Lord, that it is a true revelation of what is to come. God, we thank you for this. Lord, we honor you with everything we do, every area of our lives. Lord, we commit to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We'll got you guys next yeah, week. Yeah, love y'all.